Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to episode 72. I am so appreciative of my guest this week. Her name is Ina Zina, and she is an intimacy coach and a massage therapist, both of which provide a great perspective to the episode because her healing journey started last year after she received an HPV and cervical cancer diagnosis. I think you'll be as amazed as I was at how quickly and frankly easily she cleared both of these from her body and the things she did that helped her do that. It just reinforced in my mind yet again that our bodies really do want to heal when we give them what they need. So if you've been dealing with an HPV diagnosis or even a cancer diagnosis, this episode is for you. And before we go to the episode, I just wanted to talk about social media and the online landscape for a minute. Social media has been such an amazing place for us to connect while we're all on our health journeys. We can chat in Facebook groups or share stories or recipes on Instagram, and it's some of the glue that holds our beautiful community together. However, I have noticed some issues recently, such as people getting their accounts hacked and posts being removed because of so-called fact checkers. So I've written a blog post called Five Ways to Protect Yourself Online, which you can find in the blog section of my website at carefullyhealing.com. These are all easy ways to give yourself another layer of security right now. For instance, the first one is to set up two-factor authentication on your Facebook and Instagram accounts. This is important because it can stop a hacker from trying to steal your account. And in the post, I walk through step-by-step -step how to set this up. So I hope you find this helpful. I love that we are all able to connect online and I wanna make sure that we can continue to do that safely. And so with that, let's dive right into this awesome episode with Ina Zina. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm also very thrilled to be here. I don't get to talk to too, too many people who have dealt with a cancer diagnosis. And so I am really excited for this interview and to hear more about your story. So why don't you take us back and tell us a little bit about where your health journey started? Sure. 
I think that it all started with my partner and I having the new virus back in uh, early 2020, before this whole thing blew up. And we both had it really, really badly. And we suffered the long-term unwellness, what should I call it? But uh, basically, my my partner was uh, sick for about a year, couldn't get out, uh, feeling fatigued and a lot of other, other symptoms. And for me, it was maybe about six months in total. It was mostly a feeling of, of tiredness and fatigue, and I wasn't 100% maybe a bit of a cough, which lasted a little bit too long that I would have liked. Eventually, after the summer, I got out of it and I, I thought, you know, life was back to normal. And then I had a conversation with some, uh, some of my high school friends who used to go out for drinks regularly. We started talking about the, all these female things and reproductive issues. And it really surprised me to hear that they each had their checks, regularly checkups. And and they asked me about my checkup situation. I didn't know what to say, but I had to tell them the truth. And I was like, well, I've never had a smear test in my life, let alone all these other mammograms and stuff. So you had not been to the gynecologist before. You had not had a pap smear. You had not had a mammogram. You had not had any of those tests before. Yes, I have only been once to the gynecologist once uh, when I was 22 or three, when I had a UTI, which was a one-off, really. Okay. So you went when you actually needed help, but you were not going for the routine checkups. Yeah. And also, I've never had any problems in this department with my menstruation. My mother and my grandmother never had any problems like that. So in my family, it was something that wasn't really talked about. It wasn't like a big thing. So... I thought if nothing's wrong with me, there's nothing for me to go for a checkup suite. And I don't really like uh, going to the hospital so much. So, And so you grew up in Bulgaria, correct? Yeah. And now you're living in the UK. Yeah. I only wanted to throw that in just because so many of the listeners are from the US. And so, you know, us people in the US, we can be very US centric. And all I'm trying to lay out for people is you grew up in a culturally different place where the approach to everything is just a little bit different. So I, I had to take into account what my girlfriends were saying. And uh, mind you, these are my high school friends. So we were together in high school in Bulgaria. But now they both live here as well. And, and I thought, well, maybe I should go and check, check it out. Just see. And funnily enough, around that time, I was changing my GP. So they sent me an invite for a smear test. And I cons- discussed it with my partner. He was like, you should go. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. So I did. It wasn't the best experience in my life. So I was thinking, oh, that's really overrated. Yeah, I'll (laughs) agree with you on that. (laughs) And of course, as an intimacy coach, it kind of brought up so many red flags about what can be improved in this procedure as a woman going through it. So just before Christmas, I got uh, the test results back that saying that I have severe dyscariosis and abnormal growth. For me, it was like some Chinese language. I didn't understand what it meant. I Googled it and I realized that there is something fishy there. So they scheduled me in January for uh, colposcopy so they can look deeper and take biopsies or have that LEDS procedure, which with the laser, they cut off things and then they 
I investigate further into the tissues. So I went for that. I did agree to the LEDS procedure because uh, when the doctor told me, oh, there's abnormal cell growth, would you like me to remove it? It's right at the uh, outside. I was like, okay. I mean, it was fairly okay uh, because I was under anesthetic, local. But seven days later, or like literally a week and something later, they called me to give me my results. And the lady on the phone said, you've got cancer. And she didn't say more. She just said, you've got cancer. We're treating this as cancer now. Would you please come, make another appointment to come and talk to us? Uh, what are you going to do about it? And so they literally just told you on the phone. She just dove right into it that you had cancer and told you that? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. she told me it's, it's cancer. Like it was like a bomb. I felt like a void in that moment. And um, I wanted to share with my partner and I didn't know what to say. And we were just super, we, we didn't know what we were, you know, it was a real big shock. Well, especially without any more information too, right? Dropping that yeah. word specifically over the phone and saying, we need to make an appointment for you. That's a mm. lot. Yeah. And the appointment wasn't until the following week or so. So anyway, I went to the appointment where I was met by another doctor. The gynecologist who did the colposcopy was there, but a doctor who was actually conducting the interview was a male doctor from Pakistan. And from where I was standing, he did not have any compassion for women or love for women. And I really don't know why he chose to do that job because his first words on entering the room were, Ina, I have some very bad news for you. And silence. And I was like, oh my God, where have I come? It seems like an alternate reality, you know, where nothing is as you want it to be. And he continued on to give me all of the options, which were uh, full hysterectomy or partial. And he was starting to go into the lymph nodes and I don't know what simply because their margins didn't meet. And another thing struck me really, really odd that he said, don't seek a second opinion, what we've found out now. Just rush and schedule your surgery and you will have the hysterectomy done with one of the best surgeons in London, in St. Mary's Hospital, I don't know where. And don't go and read anything on the internet about it either. It's only going to mess with your head. That's what he told me. and Because thought, all of this wasn't messing with your head to begin with. Yeah, exactly. And how old were you when this was happening? Well, I'm 44 now, so I was 43. Wow. They, Of course, they were asking me if I want to still to have children so that, you know, they can give me other options. And I didn't want to have children, but I didn't want to tell them either because I didn't want to. <laughs> it was one of these things. What should I do? <laughs> And on the way back from that appointment, he called me twice to try to persuade me to schedule surgery, even though I told him that I need time to think. And, you know, we agreed to let it on having another appointment in a, in a week's time when I have had time to digest it all. He called you twice on your way home. Yeah, which really got me really, really tense and anxious. I was in a really in a flight of fright. I was like, 
I don't know what to do. So the first thing I did was I came back home and I talked to my partner and he said, because the thing is, when we receive news like that, that are of such magnitude and the big C is a big one. And I know so many, I mean, my grandparents, two of my grandparents died of cancer. And I know quite a lot of people who are receiving the news. We live in a time when 50%, every second person will receive the cancer diagnosis in their lifetime. And that is huge. So when it happened to me, I was like, I was living a life of, this can't happen to me. Of course, this is something that happens to other people. (laughs) Right, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. (laughs) So when it happened to me, I found myself going through in a tunnel with a tunnel vision and I really didn't know where the light is, where there's any lights, where there was anything outside of that. So I knew that I should really not listen to the doctor and seek a second opinion. That was the first thing that came in from my intuition, from my body. Uh, so my partner said, why don't you schedule an appointment with our functional medicine doctor? Uh, we have a functional medicine doctor in America who we Zoom with. <laughs> Perfect. Um, And he's also a spiritual teacher as well. So it seemed like a great time to seek a second opinion from someone knowledgeable. And and so I did. And it was really, really profound, uh, the change between my functional medicine doctor, the appointment with him and with this doctor at the hospital. Uh, Mind you, my second appointment at the hospital actually went really well because this uh, first doctor, the the male doctor, got transferred magically to another hospital. Sounds like that's a good thing. I think it was very good because I was assigned a really compassionate female doctor who actually I had a really lovely chat with when I went back the second time. And I was really... I, I had hope back in my heart, you know. Which is what we all need. It's so mean that he was trying to take that away from you. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I think it was my personal power on some level that attracted thing happening in the first place. Because ultimately, I believe that we are responsible for ourselves. Or we have a, a say, whether we know it or not of what's going on and anyway this doctor agreed to take on the alternative healing approach which I asked her to and not to push me for any more surgeries and I could actually speak to her I felt like I could speak to her like a human being and a one human being to another human being um, for the first time Uh, she's she's gave me a date an appointment to go back for another checkup uh, with biopsy in three months or three months from now uh, no, three months from my original appointment, which only gave me two months from now when the appointment with her was, which my partner and I thought was very little. But anyway, I went with it. So I was like, okay, well, let's see. What a wonderful alternative than rushing mm. into surgery. Well, I think so, because the cancer that they diagnosed was only stage one, which means it's something between three to five millimeter and only can be seen through their microscope. It can't be seen with the naked eye. There's no tumor there. They can't do chemo at that stage. They can only uh, cut it out. Okay. And what kind of cancer was it exactly? Cervical cancer. Okay. And in my original diagnosis, I also had tested positive for the human papillomavirus, the HPV virus. Okay. 
So right around that time, as I was going through these appointments, I had started to set my eyes on the medical medium protocols because the medical medium came into my awareness just a few months prior on Facebook. I started to watching his lives on Facebook. They just started popping up on my screen. And I was thinking, oh, I know so many people who would benefit from this. And, you know, that is how I always think. And of course, I realized in that moment that this is me who is going to benefit from this. This is probably why it popped up on my screen. And so I really read a few things, listened to a few things. And I, he said, to, if you really want to do this, you should get the Cleanse to Heal book, which had just come out recently. And so we bought that. I told my partner who was still experiencing these long-term symptoms after the new virus. And he was totally on the same page with me. He was like, yes, let's try it. Let's just dive all in. And uh, which I think that it was really brave of him because to be honest, he had a really tough journey in the beginning, <laughs> like a long time in a toilet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know man. What I mean? With the celery juice. I think we all know what you mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't have it that tough, to be honest. And of course, my functional medicine doctor gave me these energy practices that I went into, uh, predominantly the recapitulation, which is an ancient uh, practice from Mexico, which we still practice uh, and teach with my partner. What does that involve? I'm not familiar with that. No. Our recapitulation is a way to uh, using the breath uh, and the imagination to retrieve the energy that you invested in your experiences in your past and to bring it back so to make yourself new in a way and so it's very good for stopping old habits and uh, old patterns from showing up again and because it was the cervical cancer the cancer was in the uterus in that uh, well at the edge of the uterus the neck of the uterus it is exactly the seat of where we have sexual encounter. This is where the action goes on, right? So I was really, really grateful to my functional medicine doctor because he brought my attention to the fact that if that's where the problem is, it's probably to do with a memory of something that, or situation, something that happened in sexual intercourse. And so my task was to investigate all the sexual intercourse in my past life, which I already had done. And I thought it was, I was over with this. <laughs> so I started revisiting uh, those moments and I found one where it was, well, I was basically looking for energy that, uh, that was off, like where I wasn't treated nice, uh, even if it was, I mean, it doesn't even have to be violence and I've never had a violent experience, but for me, it was, I was being treated with disrespect. And as a result, I had started to self-judge myself and a lot of lots of self-judgment and criticism, self-criticism. And the other thing was shame. As a result, I really feel ashamed of being through that. And so these were the three peak emotions that I had to go in. And as if you think about it, it's shame, self-criticism, disrespect. It's nothing that is nice to go in and to deal with. So a part of me back in the day had gone, oh, I've had enough of that moving on and then forgot to go back in, finish the job. And so now for the next two months, as I was doing the medical medium cleanses, the 
we did the original cleanse. First, we did the advanced 369, but it was too powerful, especially for my partner. So we went down the notch and we did the, continued on the original. And, and throughout this time, I was, I was doing this energy exercise, which is basically finding time alone and doing specific breath with specific imagination techniques. And, and meditation and anything that I love doing. I was doing lots of during this time. And I found it was really, I was feeling supported in that journey, especially by the cleanse. And it gave me a sense of empowerment, the fact that this cleanse came from above. Because, you know, in the medical medium, he gets these cleanses from the spirit of compassion. He does not make them up by himself. It's not like Anthony sitting there and thinking, oh, I'm going to do that. Oh, we're going to include that. You know, it just downloads. It's, it's like all my cravings for the first two weeks, especially it was the soul. Because I love, I love things a little bit on the salty side. And then there's no salt in the cleanse. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I miss that. And it went on for two weeks. And it was really super strong in my experience. And two weeks later, it just vanished. And I was like, I forgot, I forgot about it. And I was like, ah, I don't miss the salt anymore. It was such a relief. That's wonderful that it only took a couple of weeks too. So as soon as you guys started your medical medium protocols, you dove right into cleanses, straight into cleanses, right? Yes, we did okay. four rounds. Uh, we did three rounds. So we did one month full. Okay. Then we had a couple of weeks off. But we kept on the medical medium protocol for shingles and EBV because I found out that cervical cancer is not caused by solely the HPV virus, like the doctors believed, and that actually a very aggressive strain of the Epstein-Barr virus together works together and manipulates the HPV virus to start making these changes. And without the the Epstein-Barr virus, the human papillomavirus by itself can do nothing. It's a docile virus. And this is why when women call me or tell me, oh, I've got the HPV diagnosis, I tell them, don't fret. If it's just that, it's nothing to worry about. You know, it's not the end of the world. We can deal with that. So for me, this was empowering as well to just know what was causing it. I think that diving into the cleanses was really heavy on my partner's system. I can see how it can be really heavy on some people's systems, but to me, it was manageable. So the only downside to that for me was uh, that my sciatica flared up, which I haven't had for more than 10 years. Mind you, I only used to have sciatica once every 10 years for like a few times in my life because it would always come up when I burned out. But I think what this time was is what you said earlier is probably on the way out and just flaring up to make itself known that it's not feeling comfortable for going away. <laughs> and, and we, before we were recording, we were talking about this because I had had some pretty severe sciatica. It was 10 or 12 years ago now. And as soon as I started on the medical medium protocol, I had both frozen shoulder shingles and neurologic shingles. And each spot where I had had those in the first year that I was on medical medium, they each flared in sequence in reverse order. And once they flared, and it wasn't that bad, they were gone. So the virus does fight back on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's what it was for me as well. So two weeks before uh, my date for the checkup at the hospital, I was like, well, I'm doing another cleanse now. 
is just the final push. <laughs> and my partner was like, okay, bring it on. So we did another original cleanse. And I had exactly a few days after to kind of come back and be able to go with the procedure. So I went back and she did the colposcopy, she did biopsy, and she still did not believe there could be any improvement because after I had the procedure and I've been on such a heavy healing journey, because this is very extreme, well, not extreme, but yeah, it is intense, intense healing journey. There were lesions of bleeding and inflammation. That's what she said. It just, she could see it through the microscope. And I told my doctor, uh, please let's wait for the results. I am not doing any more decisions until we see the results. And she said, if by any miracle, if by a miracle, there's uh, the results come back uh, HPV negative, then we can talk about it. She does not believe me, you know? She's just expecting that all that she's seen is what she's seen and it could not be. And I really had faith in this. And I can't believe that they made me wait seven weeks for the result afterwards. Seven weeks? Yes, I did not get the results until it was July the 7th I got. And this was May the 5th. So they made me wait, made me wait almost two months. Why were you waiting so long? Well, exactly. Well, they were short on stuff because it was summer. Lots of people had taken breaks. And every every week I was calling to get my results and they were just finding some excuse. And eventually I, I had to call again to get the results. They, they never called me or contacted me. They said, oh, it's going to be when it happens. And I'm like, that's not good enough for me. I'm here all still keeping the medical medium going on. But now we don't know if it works or not. <laughs> Thankfully for that, my partner really improved in those two months on the medical medium. And it was his birthday and he started, you know, really coming out of it. And the fatigue was gone and the shooting was gone. Which <laughs> 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 was the best. <laughs> uh, so the results they gave me ba- back were basically, oh, your test results are normal. Normal. Yeah, normal. It's all normal. And it took them two months to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. And so I am sitting in my living room a few days later and my phone rings and it's my doctor that had the, the miracle one. And she she said, I don't normally make these calls because you've already received your results, but I thought I'd talk to you because of the conversation we had earlier. And so I thanked her. She, she also mentioned that she's had another miraculous healing with another patient recently uh, who did nothing and improved, <laughs> just waited, <laughs> which was very interesting. Our bodies want to heal. Yeah. What was her reaction to the fact that everything came back clean? Well, she was very surprised and she thought it was a total miracle. But when I asked her if she wanted to know what I did, she said, no, we don't have time for that. We are fully swamped with work and there is no nobody who can actually do that with patients. And also in the hospital, they don't really deal with any nutrition, do they? When I saw the stuff that they give to the patients and it's all chocolate, coffee, sandwiches, I mean, all the stuff that ramp your adrenals up and fill your body with all sorts of things that the viruses like, <laughs> the pathogens like, <laughs> not the other way around. Here um, in the US in hospitals, they will give you things like macaroni and cheese and ice cream, 
Uh, they give you all chicken fingers. They feed yeah. absolute junk food to people in well, the hospital. Here is the same. Here okay. is the same. Unless probably you are in a private hospital and you have your own private chef come to cook for you. But who can afford that, right? Nobody can. So she didn't even have time to listen to what helped you heal from this cancer diagnosis in two months flat. Nope. It's so bizarre. It makes you think what they are made of. Because if they saw people healing, wouldn't they want to know? Well, they do. And obviously they still don't want to know. It's incredible. And so where does your health stand now? Because that all took place. Well, that was last year. Yep. In May, I had the first checkup, which came out negative and normal. And also it was HPV negative as well. There was no HPV there in the test at all. And I was very surprised by that result because the medical medium said in the podcast I heard on HPV, on cancer, the podcast on cancer and Epstein-Barr virus. I'll put a link to that cancer podcast in the show notes too. So if people want to listen to it. Yes, do, because it's so good. It was one of my uh, lifesavers. I mean, mostly mental health savers. (laughs) (laughs) still but when we're going through that we need the mental health support right and those old radio shows and the podcast and that's one of the things i'm trying to do with this too right so if people are going through something it gives them some inspiration along the way absolutely and his meditations i tried them all they're really nice so then uh, she scheduled me for another checkup in november last year i came out of it with flying colors nothing there and I had to fight her off again for the biopsy because my functional medicine doctor told me the smear test, the female vagina or all the reproductive organs there is the best place to be tested because we can simply insert uh, a little cotton bud and it will tell us everything that's going on there. We don't need to poke into the tissue, which is also quite distressful and distressing for the healing and for the body. And traumatic. I mean, my biopsy, the first time that they did uh, in May, was really, really traumatic. It took me half an hour to be able to get out of the chair. So I was like really fighting off for that. I wanted to have the smear test show what it would show. And if, or based on these results, then I needed more, and then I would go for more. But no, the doctor, of course, wants to do it all together, all at once, because you're here now, we're going to save time. And I'm like, no, you may save time now, but I may not need saving this time because my body may have healed. So she she did agree with me. She didn't take biopsy. And the smear test came out and and she could see the smear test results straight away. And she told me it was negative. It came out perfect. I was like, see? Right. We didn't need to go poking around in there so harshly. But it was a great confirmation for me that let's take one step at a time and to be kind to my body because nobody will be kind to it if I do not start that process. And I think that's so important. And it's hard because I feel like at least in the US, and it sounds like this is what's going on there, and you can let me know if it's not, but there are so many people in the medical system and it's certainly not all of them, but they've become very dictatorial about our bodies and try to take our power away from us. And it's so important for us to take that back. I mean, my mother is a nurse. I mean, she was a nurse. She's retired now, but all her life she was a nurse. And even she is 
very much against allopathic medicine and she would always look for an alternative way before and it will always allopathic medicine will always be the last resort with her and i learned that from her even though she is the person that people ask to go and do injections in the town you know but i know that from her because she told me doctor is a human too and because she's a nurse or she's worked all her life with doctors most of her friends are doctors her best friend is a doctor i mean it's normal like they work together they live together and she said they actually have a really tough time doctors do they have to study really hard pay a lot of money to study and then after all this use and abuse because you know they go through a lot they get indoctrinated into that system and they once they get into the hospital into the system they are subjected to really heavy hours of work like they've got to do duty shifts i don't know what shifts my own mother she did uh, double shifts every week uh, every other weekend she had to be on duty you know it wasn't like walking in the park it was a really really heavy job and she said that it's so hard for them to deal with that stress that they turn to allopathic medicine to drugs to alcohol to smoking to sex to anything to help them just deal with that stress and pressure and and she said i am not going to put my life into someone else's hands knowing what they're going through unless you know it's something that is life or death and i really need their advice so for most things she would just drag us to our gp and just get us like you know basic things but it's an interesting world where we are now i think uh, the more people trust the doctor rather than themselves i'm not saying don't trust your doctor but you know draw a line have your boundaries and also take some responsibility for what you're doing i think that's so important and i think if we could enable more people to do that we would have a healthier society overall. I love to think that we are on the way, (laughs) making this into a reality. I completely agree. I think we're on the forefront of it. I have never taken so much responsibility for my own health as I do now. Yeah, me too. It's amazing. And so how is your health now? So it sounds like your HPV tests have come out clean and any residual effects from the new virus did those all yeah. go away too? Yeah, they have gone away. I mean, right from the start, I'm I'm feeling better than I've ever felt before. And I saw a transformation with my body that I really didn't expect, but I was really happy about because I've always had a few pounds on more than I need. And I was always like, oh, I need to really exercise to take this off. And I don't know, or eat less. But now without eating less, simply because I'm eating the right things, my body's toned and it's a lot easier for me to exercise. My body, I I listen to my body a lot easier now. It's easier to listen to my body, which is so important for me. And I see that when we are faced with a crisis, I wouldn't have gone so radical in the medical medium protocol if I hadn't had that diagnosis because I believe that we each have a threshold of how much we can tolerate in our life 
symptoms, you know, right before I would have a rash here and there and I would have a few acne spots, but you know, one per period is not the end of the world. Nobody even sees it. <laughs> you carry on. <laughs> and then if you have a few spots on your bottom, nobody looks there anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. I used to have that a lot, actually. And I used to hide it uh, when I was on the beach and stuff. And now I don't have uh, anything to hide anymore. <laughs> It's like so many things are shedding off and including my, I used to have a craving for crisps. So that has gone magically out. And I believe that the celery is really the culprit for this one and the adrenal snacks. All those mineral salts. It's so magical. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And glucose. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, my, my health is going from strength to strength. I haven't got any more sciatica flare-ups or I haven't had any since. And I think that now they've scheduled me for a checkup for every six months. So I'm going to honor the next one and go in May. I'm, you know, just, just keep checking and keep being on the, on top of things. But ultimately I have dropped off all the no foods from my daily diet. And it has turned into a lifestyle for me and for my partner because he's still dealing with a few symptoms. But his immune system was a lot weaker before we got the new virus. And I think that uh, because he had some food poisoning traveling in India and Thailand. And I think that really weakened his immune system. And how strong our immune system plays a major role in how anything would affect us. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So we're still going strong on this and uh, looking forward to what the future brings. Fantastic. And if you were talking to somebody who was just starting out on this path and had maybe had a similar diagnosis to what you had, what would be some of the advice that you would give to them? I would tell them to listen to their body, to go slow, ideally, to just take it one step at a time, look and really read about or listen or talk to someone, whichever way they meet the is that they get information easily because we're all different. Like for me, I just immersed myself all in and I had to learn everything about it. This is my way. I just go all in. Otherwise, I don't feel satisfied at all. Which is the book that was the most key for you? I would say The Liver Rescue was the that made the biggest impact because it taught me the most things that I I didn't know. And also I had an outlook on life before, which is very different from from what it is now, even though it's just a less than two years later. I used to be very confident and thinking I know it all. I know exactly what you need to eat. I exactly what you don't need to eat. And yet I was eating all the wrong things. So I was cooking with soy and nutritional yeast and all the other MSG stuff because it was pushed uh, into the health food store and other various recipes that I've been looking for since I went plant-based. So I couldn't believe how wrong I have been. And I had to admit that to myself and it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is something that the medical medium information helped me with. And so now, even though I know a lot more, I know now I know a lot more, a lot of the right stuff, I am still keeping the attitude of here we are. It is a journey where there's no destination on that journey. It's what you do with it in the moment. Trust in yourself is the best thing you can do. I think that is extremely sage advice. That's what I kept thinking as you were going through this story is that we need to trust our bodies to heal themselves when we give them the right things. And 
I feel like we've all been trained to stop doing that. And it's time to bring that back again. Yeah, I totally agree. It is time. And this time is now. (laughs) And this time is now. I love it. I love it. However, though, I do want to mention that if uh, you have been dealing with something similar and you have chosen a different path, even if you've had a hysterectomy or whatever it is, validate your choices for yourself and don't be scared. Like I said, there is no right or wrong. We are all here to play and to explore and to learn in that 3D reality. And so making use of these tools is still not too late for you. It's just don't regret it. I actually regret it for a whole year. The fact that I allowed the doctor to take this couple of centimeters with the LATS treatment of my cervix. And it took me some a contemplative time of healing, of forgiveness, of just breathing and accepting all as it is. And I did reach a moment of a, a place where I am no longer uh, mad at myself about it. It's okay. I did what I thought uh, was the best thing for me at that time because I was scared. And I am going to stand behind my <laughs> choice. <laughs> and this is how I choose to, to move on without any regrets. And I think that's such a wonderful way to look at it because I see a lot of people who look at things that they did in the past and they really get angry with themselves. But the thing is, at that point in the past, the knowledge base we had was different and we didn't know. And you can't fault yourself for that. You were making the right decisions at the moment, given the circumstances and everything that was going on. And that was the best decision you could have made. And that's okay. Exactly. I was just going to say that very often I get uh, massage clients that have had back surgery for sciatica. And uh, once I had a person who had uh, three surgeries for sciatica and he was still walking like a hook. He couldn't climb up the stairs to my studio. And I mean, he did, but very hardly. And then I told him a few things about how to manage his pain in a way that doesn't uh, require any more surgery because he couldn't do this anymore. <laughs> um, and he t- turned to me and he said, why didn't I know this before I did all these surgeries? And I told him, it doesn't matter. You weren't, re- if you hadn't known this, if you didn't see this information before, if it didn't come to you before, it is because you weren't ready for it then. You probably wouldn't have listened anyway. The most important thing is congratulate yourself for having it now. Because from now on, you're empowered to do something different. Wonderful. I think that's such an excellent point. Well, Zina, this has been amazing. I've loved hearing your story. If people want to find you on social media, where can they look? Well, they can see on Facebook, either my profile, Ina X Zina, or Open Wing is my page, Facebook page, uh, because we do Open Wing together with my partner, Gamadian. And that's your intimacy coaching business? Uh, yes. I'm many things. I'm a massage therapist and human design. I do human design readings as well. But also they can find me on my website as well, where I have the blog post with my story, which you maybe want to include in the comments or somewhere. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Great. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It has been so amazing to hear your story. Congratulations on all of your healing. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It has been such a pleasure. I hope you found this episode as informative and as inspirational as I did. 
In the show notes for this episode, episode number 72, I've included the links to Ina's blog post about her story, Medical Medium's webinar on cancer and EBV, a link to my blog post on how to protect yourself online, as well as how you can find Ina online as well. And as always, the show notes are available through your podcast provider like Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you have followed Quest for Healing. And they're also on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash podcast. In the next episode, I'm going back to the gardening theme once again because it's spring and it's hard not to think about planting things at this time of the year. This time we're going to be talking about growing fruit trees and I have a wonderful guest whom I know you'll learn a ton from. So don't forget to hit follow so you don't miss this amazing episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium laurel sulfate-free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com. <laughs>